Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Hello again, friends, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock legend Kip Balknight to talk Gamecock baseball. Kip, the Gamecocks headed to Hoover to begin play in the SEC tournament on Tuesday. South Carolina will face Vanderbilt in what is essentially a play-in game in the SEC tournament. Single elimination game. The loser of this game will be out of the conference tournament. And, Kip, the Gamecocks have got to have some wins after dropping two out of three to Georgia over the weekend. South Carolina has now lost eight consecutive SEC series. In fact, they only played ten all year, Kip. They won the first two against Tennessee and Alabama, and they lost every conference series since. It's interesting, Kip, that uh, only two teams failed to qualify for the SEC tournament under the format that's currently used. And the two teams that did not qualify this year are the two teams that the Gamecocks won series against earlier this year, Tennessee and Alabama. Yeah, it is kind of uh, funny how that ended up working out, but... um... You know, if you're Chad Holbrook and the staff and even the players, some of the senior leaders hopefully are going to remind the players to somehow, hey, we just got to find a little bit of a winning streak here and get hot at the right time. We still have a chance to make the tournament. And, um, you know, the good news is, is they've won a game each of the, each, you know, weekend of the last eight straight. Yes, they, uh, lost eight straight series, but they have at least won one game. So they've got to take it one game at a time. They've got to be able to, in their mind, think, hey, we have beat some of the best teams in the country, and um, we've just got to go out and play really well tomorrow against Mandy. And I, I think this team's a, a spark away from somehow getting that mental, mental uh, getting into a right mental state uh, of being able to, to somehow get hot. And if this team gets hot and makes it to the tournament, it would certainly not be a tournament, uh, a team you'd want to face come NCAA tournament time. So I think that they can somehow figure out a way to make it and get hot and win four or five games in a row, uh, I, I think it could be a team you wouldn't want to face in the postseason. South Carolina and Vanderbilt will play the first game of the SEC tournament Tuesday morning. We've got a morning start Tuesday in Hoover, Alabama. It'll be 10.30 Eastern time, first pitch between the Gamecocks and the Commodores. That's 9.30 local time in Hoover, but 10.30 Eastern time Tuesday for the Gamecocks and the Commodores. South Carolina's 32-23 and 23 overall, 13-17 and 17 in the league. The Gamecocks have got the number 11 seed in the SEC tournament. 12 teams make the field, obviously, and Vanderbilt comes in 33-21-1, and, and the Commodores are 15-13-1. Certainly worth pointing out that the Gamecocks and Commodores have played for five of the last seven college baseball national championships, five times in the last seven years, one of these two teams has been in the College World Series finals. So two teams with tremendous pedigrees, but kind of having 
a somewhat disappointing years this year, Kip. It looks like Vandy's probably going to make the tournament. They make it, they might could even lose to the Gamecocks, and they're still probably going to get in. But we know the Gamecocks have still got work to do, Kip. Carolina's not been swept all year. That's one upside that folks are pointing to. You know, Carolina's taken at least one game off of everybody they played this year, and there have been some very good teams, and the Gamecocks have played the toughest schedule in the country. That's another good point that the Gamecocks have got working for them. But, Kit, what, what exactly do you think the Gamecocks need to do? Is there a specific number of games that Carolina's got to win to make the tournament? I think if they win four, they're in. Uh, I think if they win three, uh, they, they, they will at least be in the conversation. Uh, and then I think there are a lot of things that have to play in their favor. You know, uh, 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 some of the lower, um, uh, maybe lower quality conferences in the country, if you will. They can't have a surprise team win the tournament and then a team that probably was favored to win that's going to get in anyway with an at-large bid not win their conference tournament. So they, you know, I think at this point they certainly know that they need to be the ones to control their own destiny. And if I'm a player for the Gamecocks, there's nothing more than what, you know, winning an SEC championship and celebrating the get a guarantee to go to the NCAA tournament certainly would be my goal if I'm on that team. And uh, But the best thing they can do is just take it one game at a time. Their team certainly does not need to have an attitude of looking ahead. They certainly need to go out and just be, uh, you know, well-prepared and uh, mentally ready to go and uh, take it one pitch and, um, uh, you know, one pitch at a time and do everything they can to win the uh, first game tomorrow morning. South Carolina joined the SEC in 1992, Kip. The Gamecocks have made 24 appearances in the SEC tournament in Hoover, and their all-time record there is 24-39. and 39. And the Gamecocks have not won a single game in Hoover since 2012. Carolina did win the SEC tournament all the way back in 2004, won it as a number five seed that year, but that's really the only really good year the Gamecocks have had in Hoover. Kip, can you offer any explanation at all for why the Gamecocks have struggled in Hoover over the years? You know, that's a tough one. I, I do think as well this year, I think some struggles we've had has been a little bit of uh, the use of our guys out of the bullpen and, and only having, you know, really five or six main guys you use. I, I do think that has hurt South Carolina. Even when I played back in, you know, 1980, 2001, I think that um, that was certainly something that, made things difficult. When you're asking a guy to come in a game and pitch, when you've got to pay play sometimes four or five games in a row, um, it can be difficult, especially if they're not getting constant work. And constant work is, you know, not pitching for a month and then coming in and having to, you know, get get guys out for an inning or two. And that, that I think, has hurt South Carolina uh, to a certain extent. Um, it's hard to put my hands on any one thing, though. I think it's a combination of things. I think it hurts that, well, you know, this team uh, for a long time, really, in my opinion, has struggled to get bumps down. Um, and and um, not just this year. It's been, it's been uh, for whatever reason, there's been a lot of times it's been really, really difficult for guys to get bumps down. And um, when you're playing in a bigger ballpark, uh, you know, things, the bats have changed over the years. Uh, the balls have changed. You know, it's not as, it's, it's a, not really a hitter's friendly ballpark anyway, Birmingham. Having said that, uh, you know, they've got to play small ball. They got to read balls in the dirt better. They got to advance on balls in the dirt. They might have to get some hit run going and, um, they got to pitch for a while. And, um, you know, they just, uh, 
for whatever reason, South Carolina has struggled. Gamecock Baseball SEC Tournament Preview today on Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Gamecock legend Kip Balknight. Kip won the Golden Spikes Award back in 2000, and he joins us each week here on GCR to talk Gamecock Baseball. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast. Just search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Kip, the Gamecocks and Commodores met in Columbia in early April. Vanderbilt won two of three that weekend. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. It was Masters weekend, so they didn't play on Sunday. And Vandy won the first two games of the series. Carolina trailed 7-2 to two in game one, scored four runs in the eighth inning to cut it to 7-6. to six. Got a big three-run home run from LT Tolbert in game one of that series. And then Carolina got the leadoff runner aboard in the ninth with the score 7-6, to six, but then Vandy reliever Reed Hayes came in and retired three Gamecocks in a row to end the ball game, and Vandy won game one in Columbia 7-6. to six. And then the next day, Vanderbilt again beat the Gamecocks in 13 innings. Carolina blew a 3 to nothing lead in this ball game. Vandy scored the tying run with two outs in the top of the ninth inning, and they actually got a two-out single off the bat of Reed Hayes, the reliever that had closed out the first game of the series. He came to bat, tied the game with a pinch-hit single to left field to force extra innings, and in the top of the 13th with the score tied at three, Vandy first baseman Julian Infante launched a two-run home run to left field, and the Commodores beat the Gamecocks 5-3 to three in Game 2. The Gamecocks would rebound to win Game 3. So, you know, some tight games in this series between the two clubs earlier this year, Kip. But Vandy's a very strong program. They're a good offensive team. You know, they've got several very quality hitters. Vandy pitching is always good. Vandy came to Columbia and took two out of three from the Gamecocks. But that series was, you know, that was six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, Kip. So uh, the Gamecocks have got to find a way to get better as they head to Hoover here, because the Gamecocks are really in a must-win situation. We've been talking about this for several weeks, but, you know, the chips are finally down now, Kip, and one loss to Vanderbilt on Tuesday, and the season is over for South Carolina. Yeah, unfortunately, this team has their back to the walls, and um, we've been wanting them and hoping and uh, everything you can imagine to try to hope that they can get over the hump, if you will, and start winning some series. But, unfortunately, it just hadn't uh, worked out in that scenario, and, um, it is. It's uh, it's it's win or go home at this point. And um, you know, like I said, I think it takes at least three wins in a row for us to be even in the conversation. So I think four doesn't assure I'm getting in, but I think our chances are really really good to get in with four. Uh, so I mean, they can't be thinking about that. They've got to think about and focus on going out and being prepared and being ready to play tomorrow morning. And hopefully, they can win that game and. Move on to the next one. That's, they've got to think at one pitch and one game at a time. The SEC tournament starts on Tuesday. It will run through Sunday. Sunday's championship game will be televised on ESPN2, 3 o'clock first pitch there. All of the other games will be carried by the SEC network. So let me give you the scheduled first-round games, single elimination games starting on Tuesday. Gamecocks and Commodores, first game of the tournament at 10.30 a.m. Tuesday. Then at 2 o'clock, it'll be number 7 seed Texas A&M against number 10 seed Missouri. start for the 8-9 game between Auburn and Ole Miss, and then a 9 p.m. start Eastern time for the 5-12 game between Mississippi State and Georgia. So the South Carolina Vanderbilt winner will get Kentucky Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. It'll be another morning game. If the Gamecocks can beat Vanderbilt, they'll play in the morning again 
on Wednesday against this Kentucky team that's had a very good year, Kip. They're probably the surprise of the SEC. This year they finished with the number three seed. Florida has the number one seed. LSU is number two. Kentucky's three. And Arkansas is four. So those four teams got a bye into uh, Wednesday. They'll they'll not play until Wednesday uh, to start play in the SEC tournament. So, you know, the league is always good, Kip. The Gamecocks have not had a history of success in Hoover. But a lot of the players on this year's team don't know a lot about that. You know, you think about Carlos Cortez, a freshman who's had a fantastic year for the Gamecocks. All the Gamecocks problems in Hoover in years past have nothing to do with him. So he's probably not too concerned about that, if he's even aware of it at all. Yeah, you're right. And I think that certainly bodes well. And, um, you know, it's obviously not something Coach Holbrook's going to talk about. I mean, it's it's pretty much uh, it's been that way for a long, long time, unfortunately. Uh, South Carolina just has never played well uh, in Hoover. So, um, yeah, again, I think it, uh, at some point in time, there's going to have to be that guy that just takes over a game. We need a Michael Rothstein performance uh, like we saw in Omaha against Clemson. Uh, you know, we need somebody to go out and throw a gym. We need somebody, you know, we need something emotional to happen. You know, a big, a big home run late in the game in the seventh or eighth that Tyler Johnson comes in and gets the last three outs for a big win. We need something to, to spark this team. Uh, we need it in a bad, bad way, and hopefully that's going to happen uh, tomorrow morning in Hoover, Alabama. Kip, Reed Scott will get the start for the Gamecocks. You know, he's been coming out of the bullpen all year. What do you think about Reed Scott as the Gamecocks starter? Well, he's had moments of brilliance. I mean, I think he's certainly a guy that can go out and, um, you know, pitch well for some innings. I mean, I think we could look up in the fifth and, and, and him only maybe giving up a run or two, and that would be a quality start, in my opinion. Uh, and what we're asking for Reed Scott. Um, uh, you know, I'm a little surprised Will Crow's not throwing. I'm hoping he's not too tender. Uh, I know he threw uh, well over 100 pitches, but he's going to be throwing every fifth day once he gets to the next level. Uh, but again, I think I'm sure it's probably just a combination of uh, the fact that it's not normal rest for him. In college, you know, guys are normally used to get six days rest, pitching every seventh day, and in, in, in professional year pitching, if you start on a Thursday like Will Crow did, he would come back and start again on a Tuesday. So, uh, but again, having said that, his body's not used to that. He's not trained for that, and he's not ready for that yet. So uh, I'm sure that uh, was certainly part of uh, Chad Holbrook, Jerry Meyer's decision. Will Crow pitched the Thursday night game last week, the series opener against Georgia. Pitched pretty well. He took the loss, but you know had a couple seeing-eye balls that hurt him, and Georgia had a four-run second inning uh, off of Will Crow in what – some folks are saying could be Crow's final appearance at Founders Park. You know, he may go pro at the end of this year. I think there's a good chance that's going to happen. But after the game, Kip, he had said, Will Crow himself said that he was going to prepare as if he were going to be the starting pitcher in the SEC tournament. But it will be Reed Scott that gets the start. Yeah, I mean, again, and obviously if Reed Scott can go out and, and pitch well, I mean, you know, it sure would be to see, sure would be nice to see him throw about 85 pitches in seven innings and give up one run and South Carolina have six runs, and you're able to the next go with, you know, uh, uh, maybe a, a park. I'd love to see a park come in for the eighth and uh, the ninth. If you're winning six to one, you know, you bring in maybe park finishes it, or, or, or you know, maybe you bring in uh, another guy, not the Tyler Johnson, not the, um, you know, Josh Reagan. Be able to save those guys for the next day. And I know they got to play one game at a time, and they got to win that, but. There's guys that are good enough, and they're, if they're in that scenario, 
to, to be able to pitch. And sure would be nice to see Will Crow be able to get another start in a Gamecock uniform. Yes, it would. Gamecocks better bring their lunch pails to Hoover. They got work to do. They're 13 and 17 in the league. And right now, a lot of folks believe South Carolina is on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament. So, Kip, we'll come back after the tournament. We'll talk about the Gamecock season. We're going to talk about Chad Holbrook and the Gamecock staff. Uh, final note for today's show, in the last 20 years, only twice has Gamecock baseball finished with a losing record in SEC play, and both times have been under Holbrook, barring uh, a deep SEC tournament run. 2015, two years ago, the Gamecocks had a losing record in the SEC, and unless they make that deep run in the conference tournament this year, they're going to finish under 500 in the league for just the second time in 20 years. So we got a lot to talk about next week, Kip. Looking forward to doing it with you again. Thanks very much. Thank you, Emerson. Go Gamecock. That's Kip Balknight, Gamecock great, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us for the SEC Baseball Tournament Preview. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.